Terrence Mann is one of the most well-liked players in Clipper Nation, and he's also one of the more versatile players on the team. A jack-of-all-trades who has had big playoff moments with this franchise and one of the only players that was drafted by the Clippers still on the team. Did he improve this season? Some of the numbers say yes, some of them say no, but for us that watch the games, I think we know. But I'm going to be answering the question of if Terrence Mann improved on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the Clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Vaziri. Just finished my 18th season as a Clipper fan, born and raised in Los Angeles. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DimeDropperPod for even more NBA, LA Clipper, and LA sports content. Been going live every single night after every single night of games. These NBA playoffs on my channel and Locked On Clippers. If you aren't subscribed yet, you better subscribe now because we are on the road to big things as hopefully the Clippers are also on, on a road to big things going forward. But Terrence Mann, I believe, is one of the players that will be involved with the Clippers, whether they rebuild or keep it going and run it back. And obviously, Lawrence Frank and the belief from everybody is that we're running it back because we don't really have much of a choice, they, or so they say. There's always a choice, in my opinion. But we're choosing to run it back, and Terrence Mann's going to be involved unless there's an unforeseen circumstance or trade. I have mentioned that Ty is not the biggest on him, but for this episode, or when I say the biggest on him, I mean the biggest on him relative to us fans who love Terrence Mann. But in this episode, I'm going to be talking about his season, his grade, because I've done basically player grades for every single Clipper this season, but I wanted to reserve an episode for Terrence to really ask the question of did he improve? And I've divided it into a couple of categories, starting with his efficiency, and then point Terrence, and then his weaknesses. So if you haven't figured it out by now, I think Terrence Mann absolutely improved this season. Obviously, you can't really look at the team record. Our record was better this year, but the expectations were that much higher. We had Kawhi Leonard for 52 games. I already did an episode on if it's gonna, if it's going to be the most disappointing season or if it or if it should be considered the most disappointing season in Clipper history. My answer to that was yes. And by the way, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best daily fantasy app on the market, in my opinion. I'm going to be talking more about Prize Picks later, but let's start out with Terrence Mann's season this year I give him a B plus and here's why I think that in his role he was really good I think that his grade to me is limited by Ty Lue and how little he played in relative to how much everybody wanted him to play how much he should have been playing if we're being real because we struggled guarding the point of attack so much defensively throughout the year we were considered slow and unathletic and When I say considered, we were slow and unathletic, and he adds athleticism, speed, a transition presence, somebody that can get to the basket and adds rim pressure and attacks closeouts to the fold. He also plays better defense than a lot of players we had on the team. And this season, he shot 39% from three. Last season, he shot 36.5% from three. 
This season, it was better. Now, his best three-point shooting season was actually 2021, where he shot 42% from deep. But if you remember, he didn't actually play consistently like that that season. He played in 67 games, started 10, but a lot of times his minutes were up and down, even in the Dallas series. He was barely playing. Last season, the 2022 season, was the real first season where he got over 20 minutes a game and was a consistent part of the rotation. Now, this year, to start the year, the first couple of games, he was the odd man out. But obviously, we had Kawhi for so long that he was able to integrate himself and earn his minutes, and then Robert Covington became the odd man out. But the fact that he was even the odd man out to start the season out of the 11 players that we had, you know, John Wall, Norman Powell, Luke Kennard, Nico Batum, Robert Covington, all those guys... And not even having a backup center, of course. Ty Lue going into the season had Terrence Mann getting the least amount of minutes on opening night. That, to me, was shocking and showed me that Ty Lue doesn't love Terrence Mann's skill set. When Ty Lue talks about the players he likes or the things that he emphasizes so much, it's three-point shooting, it's floor spacing, it's playmaking and guard play. Terrence Mann, technically, if you look at the numbers, he is floor spacing now. Teams are going to leave him open, though, a lot because he's not one of the better shooters on our team. But the stats don't lie. He shot 39% from three this year. So he is spacing the floor. He's also one of the only players that actually moves without the basketball and cuts. And he is he can elevate at the rim. So that's one thing you love about him and something that the Clippers lack. But in the terms of the Ty Lue conversation, he doesn't really, he's not a great on-ball playmaker because he's not great shooting the ball off the dribble. Now, we saw a little bit of point Terrence in 2022 of him getting those added reps. You saw him, you know, teams are going to be in drop coverage all the time against someone like Terrence. He needs to hit the mid-range shot with confidence, and teams know that he struggles to go left. But this season with Kawhi back, with Paul George playing more, with John Wall added to the fray, Terrence Mann at the point guard wasn't really done that much, even when... He was starting at point guard. I'm going to get into that in the second segment. But it was mainly Kawhi Leonard and Paul George still handling the ball. But overall, my first reason as to why Terrence Mann was better and is getting better is because his efficiency hit new heights this year. A career-high 52% from the field. Mind you, he played the second He played the second most minutes of his first four seasons. This season, last year, obviously the most with everybody out. He averaged 28.6 minutes in the 2021-22 season. This season, 23.1. He should have averaged like 27-28. In the playoffs, it should have been 30-plus, but, you know, I digress. 23 minutes a game. He shot 52%. He shot more shots than he did in 2021 per game. He shot more threes than in 2021 per game. 2.4 as opposed to 1.4. He shot 39% from three, which is better than last season by a full 3%. So you will, or about two and a half, I should say. But you just want to look at, you know, 2021, as I said, it was a weirder season for him. He didn't have guaranteed minutes every night. Now he does the last two years. So the fact that he improved his three-point percentage to me is huge. And 33% of his shots were threes this season, believe it or not. 33% of them. I'm sorry, 38% of them. 38. So over a third of his shots were threes this season, and he shot a career high in field goal percentage, shot a career high in true shooting percentage, which is threes weighted more than twos. And he had his highest points per game per 36. He didn't have his actual career high in points. That would be last year with 11 points per game. This year, nine. But per 36, because he played five less minutes this season, 
He had a career-high 13.7 points per game. As I said, best field goal percentage, best true shooting percentage, a career-high 60% from two. 60%. And obviously, a lot of those shots inside the arc are going to be dunks and layups. But hey, he's getting easy buckets, and he's converting. He's a great cutter, as I said. Is really good in transition. Goes up strong. He has that nice little scoop layup that he likes to do with his right hand where he extends a little jelly action. And that Euro step he does from right to left. That hop and lays it in with his right hand. Um, but Terrence, man, 60% from two is absolutely big time. 77% from zero to three feet in. That's a career high as well. So basically 80% damn near around the basket. A third of his field goal of his field goal attempts are within three feet. So he's literally the definition of threes and layups, guys. That's what they're made to do in today's NBA. The role players mainly shoot threes and layups. Career low mid-range attempts for Terrence Mann this season from 10 to 16 feet. But overall, with all those stats, you conclude that he was more efficient this season than in any other season. But coming up, Going to be talking about Point Terrence. There was a stretch where no Reggie Jackson in the starting lineup. We elected to go with Terrence Mann at the point guard position. And we started to see it pay some dividends. Going to be talking about that part of his game coming up. But before I do that, I got to tell you about prize picks. Prize picks this year is offering the $1 million daily super flex promotion for the NBA playoffs and finals. Every day of the playoffs or the finals, one prize picks user will win a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time will be randomly selected each day, and whoever placed that entry will be given a six-pick flex with the following payouts. If you get the if you get four correct picks, you'll win sixteen thousand dollars. If you get five correct picks, you'll win eighty thousand dollars. And if you win six correct picks, or if you get six correct picks, you will win a million dollars. Full details can be found at prizepicks.com million. You must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million dollar entry. And once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal and you could be the lucky winner. And PrizePix is the best daily fantasy entry app on the market. And all it is, is you versus the projections available, not you against any particular player. All it Here's how it works. All you got to do is pick two to six players and predict if they will score more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. And prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. It could be NBA, NHL, MLB, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals and currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Just download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right. So one big thing about Terrence Mann is the conversation about whether or not he's a point guard. Ty Lue seems to believe. That he's not. He's kind of made that clear because he's been very reluctant to put him at point guard throughout the season. 
even being strong-armed by the front office to do so. And that's when we started seeing Terrence Mann start, and our offense was running better. And that's not because Terrence Mann is some great playmaker or anything like that. I think he's a good passer, though, in the short role. And just when he's put in advantageous situations, he's not going to create extremely well in the pick-and-roll or one-on-one or anything like that. But attacking closeouts and dumping it off to a big, you know, extra passes, connective passing. He's a smart basketball player. Obviously, his mom is a coach. He was coached by Leonard Hamilton at Florida State. And he just, I always say Terrence Mann, he just plays the right way. He has a higher basketball IQ than a lot of guys on our team that have been playing much longer than he has. But point Terrence, it was just a phase to me, more so than him being a point guard. A phase in which he played, started at the point guard position, was listed at it, but the offense still runs through Kawhi or Kawhi and Paul George. And he's a spot-up shooter who shot 39% from three this season. And as I said, the cutting and the main reason why we were 10-2 and in the last 12 games with Paul George, Terrence, and Kawhi starting before we got Russ is because our defense was better. And when our defense is better, we can get out and run a little bit more. That kind of stuff favors Terrence Mann. He can play in the transition, in the transition game. And when we have him at the point of attack, not saying he's some lockdown defender, he was just shutting down guys, but against these athletic guards and wings, having his length, having somebody that's actually going to fight over screens. And granted, I think he struggled with screen navigation a little bit this year, but having a guy that's actually going to fight over screens, actually look to try his hardest every single night and has some size, length, athleticism is much better than having guys like John Wall, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, Norman Powell guard the point of attack, Marcus Morris even. You know, Terrence Mann was one of our best point of attack defenders, and that's what made it that much more frustrating that he wasn't playing as frequently as he would have liked this season. Games where he should have been closing to be guarding those kind of guys, and he wouldn't. And it was hurting, actually, in my opinion, costing us games. You can go back and check the episodes during the season because they're all still up on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform, and you'll see what we were saying. I mean, there was a lot of outrage about it, and you can say that I'm very pro Terrence Mann, and that's why I'm saying all these things about him improving. But look, I want you to tell me if you think he improved as well in the comments. If you disagree, I want to hear your explanation. I let out the efficiency, but my also my reason why I put Point Terrence up there is not because I think he got so much better at playmaking or anything like that. It's because the phase in which he was our starting point guard, some people are convinced that we should have just stayed there. We should have never got Westbrook. I think Westbrook's playmaking was something we honestly lacked, but we will still never know if... It would have worked better had we stayed with Terrence Mann at the point and never even gotten Russ. Because when Russ came, the problem was, and this is why I give Terrence Mann a B-plus instead of an A-minus, because his role went so far down, in my opinion. Like, when Russ came, it was like Ty Lue got an excuse to not play Terrence as much. I mean, I wish I had taken some time, and I apologize for it, taken some time to maybe check what Terrence's minutes were before and after we got Russ, but... I mean, his role significantly decreased when we got him, and I get it, but I don't even think those two should be, it should be a a thing. Just because Russ is there doesn't mean Terrence Mann shouldn't play more or shouldn't play as much as he was playing. He needs to play with Russ because he'll actually run with him and cut, and one thing about great point guards and passers, they love cutters. And we saw lots of great stretches, in fact, with Terrence Mann and Russell Westbrook playing alongside each other with the transition game and the athleticism that was added to the floor with those two guys. So the reason why I say point Terrence 
is because we went 10 and 2 in those last 12 games before Paul George and I'm sorry, before we got Russell Westbrook, 10 and 2 in the games with Paul Kawhi and Terrence starting because there were two games in there I remember that we punted, basically rested everybody, but Terrence man showed that as a starter, we were a better team. That's the simple fact. So the proof is in the pudding with the efficiency and what we were able to accomplish with him starting at that one spot. But coming up, going to be playing devil's advocate and talking about the other side. What are Terrence Mann's weaknesses? What might somebody say if they don't think he improved? And what does he need to improve? Going to be talking about all that coming up. All right. So to close out the show, the not-so-fun part for me is talking about Terrence Mann's weaknesses. So one of them on-ball creation. He doesn't really have a handle or a bag, so to speak. He has that little one-legged fade he's kind of added to his arsenal, but he doesn't really have a consistent off-the-dribble creation game. And one, it's because people don't respect his jumper like that off the bounce. And two, because he doesn't really have many moves in his bag. I guess at the NBA level, we don't see it. I bet in an open run, he'd be filthy, but he's very, very right-hand dominant. He really struggles going left and very rarely finishes with his left hand in traffic or contested. He's fantastic going to his strong hand, absolutely fantastic, but it's clear everybody knows that. So he needs to improve his left hand to me. Keep getting better shooting the ball. The shooting the ball will open up everything. There were even moments this season where Terrence hit like shots at the end of the shot clock. Very tough shots, contested step backs, like tough catch and shoot threes with guys draped all over him or closing out really close, or closing out hard, I should say, right in his face. He hit more contested shots and tough shots than we've seen from him, in my opinion. But there were a lot of times based on, you know, the shot clock winding down or something like that. But it shows me that Terrence Mann is improving his shot making. And that's one thing the efficiency did show. So he needs to continue to keep getting better shooting the ball. I see him putting in work at Memorial, uh, shooting corner threes on Instagram. He needs to keep practicing those. But also... What I would like to see, and I don't know if we're going to because Tyler doesn't really believe in him as a point guard, but is Terrence Mann embracing that mid-range game that he's t- he took a good amount in 2022, especially from the right elbow, just stopping and popping because I've seen him knock down that shot. He didn't shoot it that well this season. And as I said, part of it's because he didn't shoot that many of them. His lowest attempts from that range, from 10 to 15 feet in his career. So he needs to in my opinion, look to get better in that shot because once he gets better in that mid-range area, because that's the shot team's going to give him. They know he can attack the rim, so they're going to sag off and sit at the rim. If he can knock down that shot, everything will open up for him. But if someone was to say Terrence Mann didn't improve, they would say his PPG wasn't higher or something. But I don't really know. Like what, That's not a very strong argument because the minutes. I want you to tell me about his defense, though. I think he had more defensive breakdowns, maybe it felt like this season, or nights where he would just not playing that well in terms of point of attack or one-on-one defense. But I think it's a large reason is because he didn't play as much. I think there is such a thing as defensive rhythm as well. And also maybe it's just because my expectations were so much higher and like I had such a, oh my God, we got to win this game so much more than in 2022 where we didn't have as much to lose. So maybe that's why. But let me know what you think of Terrence Mann's defense and his season overall. Do you think he got better? Because I overall think he did get better. And that's shown by the career highs and efficiency, how we did when he started. And I think overall it's confidence. Like each year in the NBA, he's going to get more familiar. He gets older, gets stronger, gets more confident. I think the biggest thing that is so, you know, not talked about enough 
is confidence and experience. That matters. Seeing the same players and building your confidence that, yeah, I can you know go back door on this guy pretty easily. I can catch the ball around the basket. It's an automatic two points against this guy, against this guy pretty easily. I know this guy likes to go left so much when he likes to go right. I know that he's going to pump fake when he goes to his right and come to a full stop. Like These little things, being in the league longer, you get better, you get more experience, you get more comfortable. So much of sports, I say it all the time, is mental, and that's what comes with experience, and that is something that Terrence Mann has gotten better with every single year, which is natural, and you can see that by watching the games, in my opinion. And I think Terrence Mann's only going to continue to get better. I give him a B plus. He should have played more. It is what it is. I beat the dead horse with that this season. But in my opinion, Terrence did improve. But let me know what you think. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper. And of course, subscribe to Locked On Clippers and hit the notification bell so you know every single time we go live. And let me know what you think. Did Terrence Mann improve this season? Why or why not? The age-old proverb continues. Go Clippers.